Sure, go ahead. Maybe you right. could come up with another song. Oh, wait this be- show is being recorded. What happened? What? I thought you had to go somewhere. No, no, I was just uh, realizing that it's the beginning of the show, and I've got my script in front of me now. Mm. I was worried that you'd start the music, and then I wouldn't be ready to go. But now I am. The show's all ready. Right on. Smashing. <laughs> let's get this party started. Oh. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Let's try it again, everybody. Here we go. This episode of Humble and Fred is being podcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, our beautiful Brampton studio, and from our Porto Aventuras studio. There's more rolling of the R's there. Porto Aventuras. Okay. It has a nearby golf course, too. Yeah. And is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Air Adventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. And now, here are two men who have started to hide snacks around their living area, so that if they fall and can't get up, they won't starve. It's Humble and Fred. That's brilliant, Dan Duran. Good technique, too. I feel bad for you guys. I saw the forecast. Freezing drizzle. Yeah. It started uh, in the afternoon yesterday and just went on through the evening. And I got up this morning and the plow has been down my street. So there's a lot of work there. What's actually happening right now in B-Town? I don't know whether there's freezing drizzle or not. I hope not because I could have a heart attack uh, shoveling the driveway. Well, you mentioned that to me in the pre-show. You said, oh, I might go out and shovel. And I was like, you know, dude, you know, you've got a strong heart. But uh, that's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, then Fred went out of the driveway and then just did. And it was during the two weeks he was just home from the south. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he comes home for two weeks, you know, just for a little break, see the kids, see the grandkids, and he up and dies that's on right. the driveway. The children ultimately killed him. Dan, you were a weatherman, were you not? I did do that, yeah. And I think did a great job. I have a question. The, the phrase freezing drizzle. How can something both be drizzling and freezing at the same time? Well, it freezes, I believe, as freezing as it hits the the surface, right? Yeah. So it it comes down as rain and then freezes. You come on. Well, it drizzles down and then it it freezes on contact. You just asked that question to see where Dan would go with it because (laughs) obviously you would know (laughs) what that means. No, I just wanted to know from the weather perspective. Mm. Well, because something is drizzling... It's Doll just often, drizzling. Uh, driz- drizzles uh, balsamic uh, reduction on some oh. of our things. Yeah, mm. I thought. I, thought so so I was wondering where the you weather were going. gods are drizzling on. <laughs> I was wondering where Fred was going to go with that because you probably often. I mean, you're at the point now where that's all you do is just drizzle a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner or later, yeah. I knew it was going to come. Oh, of course, I was. I was just wondering how you guys would get yeah. there. Yeah. I was just going to become a dick joke. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Freezing drizzle. Okay. Do you have you've ever had that, you know, a nice whatever it might be with a uh, balsamic reduction? I think they call it drizzle, where it's, you know, it's, it's all, you know, it's almost syrupy. It's very good. The Do you really not expect again? me to, to respond with something inappropriate or are we just going to? No, no, I'm just being, you know, I'm just saying that all it's right. such a nice. 
you know, condiment to a lot of things. That's all. All right. Uh, you know, it's like a, even a, um, even a, uh, you know, um, what do you call the salad with the cheese and the tomatoes? Uh, oh, a uh, caprese, caprese salad. Yeah, salad. I love that. Something like that. Oh, Ooh, yes. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of condiments, have you guys ever made pickles? No, but I've made uh, those pickled onions a bunch of times. Yeah. But I just, I just realized that in my entire life, I watched my mom pickle things. Same with I, me. I never, never wanted or had the desire to pickle. My mom and dad pickled stuff all the time. Uh, there was a yeah. place in our basement that, uh, in the sort of laundry room area, there was always had something was in a jar. And then I think Fred's dad pickled stuff all the time. Yeah, I used to pickle eggs, which were good. They had no, uh, as I've told you many times on the show over mm. the 30 years, <laughs> they had no aftertaste. No. Okay. The ones you buy, like the Bix ones or whatever, the ones you buy in the grocery mm. store to me always have an aftertaste. Yeah. Dickies yeah. didn't. Well, I can I like tell you, I've, I've never bought a pickled egg. I probably have eaten one drunk in some legion at some point in my life. Next to the pig's foot. Didn't they used to pick pickle? Yes, they used to pickle that too. Yeah, but my dad he pickled pickles before, and uh, I just remember because you know they've never really been an expensive item. Maybe more so nowadays, like everything else. But I, even at a young age, I used to think, boy, that jar of pickles is only worth like two ninety nine. That's a lot of work to save a couple of bucks. You know, so you when, when, at what age would you have thought that? Like seven or eight, or were you already like, oh, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Dickie, I just wonder oh, you put it. Daddy, all- let me get the spreadsheet. <laughs> dad, eight-year-old Fred Patterson. Dad, let me just ask you a question. It seems like a lot of effort too, but when you could, it's only two ninety-nine at uh, Sobeys. No Sobeys back then. Oh, okay, sorry. Mm. You know, I'm not from. We're not. Dan and I are not from Ontario. No, we had Safeways. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I we saw had, something. Uh, we had Loblaws and Dominion. Pretty much, an A and P. That was it. I saw something yesterday that was kind of a throwback to all of our childhoods, um, and it's a gas station called Gulf. Do you remember Gulf with the oh, yes. the red, uh, sorry, orange? I guess I'm colorblind, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, the yeah. orange logo. Mm-hmm. And I had meant to mention it to you guys, but that was everywhere when we were kids. Here in Southern Ontario, Gulf, uh, they all became Petro Canada's. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, when they disappeared here. Yeah. And there was and I was te- so naive back then because when Petro Canada first started up, I thought it was a government run thing and I thought, "Oh, maybe they'll, you know, they, they maybe they won't have to tax us as much mm. because it's straight straight to the government." But that was naive. Was that when you were 11 thinking, "Oh, this government run?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't drive yet, but I must stop That's right. budgeting Daddy, for gas. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, I'm wondering if this new Petro Canada I, know, I don't know I'm why. I'm years old. My taxes are over the top. That's right. We're, How can listen, I save on taxes? What, can we take the money we're saving on pickles and, and put it toward our... <laughs> I don't know why I'm putting you as a in your youth as a young British boy. Daddy. Guys, think about that, though. I remember as a kid, vividly, with my dad. Of course, there was no self-serve. That was mm-hmm. quite the thing when it happened, I think, in the early 70s, too, when you actually drove up and started putting your own gas in. Quite the novelty. A guy thing. Um, but I remember pulling up to a gas station with my dad, vividly, and him just saying, $2, please. And then you think, wow, $2. But back then, gas would have been like 15 cents, 20 cents a gallon. So that was almost a full tank on $2. Wow. I'm going back into the 60s, but... 
Yeah, $2. $2, please. That's when they yeah. checked your oil, too, right? That's yeah. right. You know, it's funny, again, I had meant to mention this, speaking of gas stations here, which are mostly Pe- Pemex or Pelmex, I believe, which is the uh, Mexican Petro-Canada. It's all over the place. Although, from what I found out the other day, it's actually franchisable. It's mo- it, like I played golf with this couple of kids from Mexico City, late 30s, and I said to him, what do you do for a living? He said, well, I own some Pelmex or Pelmexes. Mm. And I'm like, really? He said, yeah, we have like wow. three or four in the family. Yeah, it's a good business. Anyway, right. those guys, all, they're, they're all full service. But you're, expect, yeah. you're expected to uh, throw the uh, propina, which is a tip their way. Well, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, you, no one self-serves here. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Because there's one over here at uh, Mayfield and Kennedy, a self-serve, and it's a couple of cents more per liter. But I, I often think, who goes there? Because self-serve, we're also, self-serve or full-serve? Or full-serve, I'm yeah. sorry, full-serve. Um, and I'm thinking, who's going? But I'm thinking, you know, you're an older woman or an older man, and, you know, and that convenience, knowing that if you go there, you don't have to get out of your car and go through that. So I imagine there's some clientele. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't go there for the sake of two cents a liter. I'd do it myself. Exactly. Right? Oh, daddy, daddy. 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 I'm going to take those two cents and put it towards our pickle fund. What's, what else? What's, what, Fred, what's your threshold for cents a liter? Like before. You, like, oh, I don't know. No, I'm just saying when I get to the corners over here and there's gas stations, I think of three and they're like, you know, a buck thirty five. And then I look down to the. Uh, full service and it's a one thirty seven or something. Like, of course, I would just go to the one thirty five. Oh, okay. Because it all it's always relative to what the current price is. Speaking of which, do you remember as they refurbished all these gas stations to um, self serve? You know the uh, the price signs. I remember all of a sudden they used to be two digits. Then all of a sudden you could see on the panel there was room for three. And I'm thinking, why would they do that? Hmm. And then, you know, gallons became liters, and then liters became over a dollar. And, oh, that's why they did that. Well, that's how old the three of us are. Mm -hmm. We predate the metric system in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I had that conversation with somebody the other day from Europe, Mm -hmm. the people here at the condo. And I said, do you think in... And there was a woman, I think, around our age or a little younger than us. But I said, do you think in... You know, in liters and, and pounds, you know, how does it work with you? And, and, you know, here's the thing for me, and I was only six or seven when we switched, but I still think in, in pounds, not uh, kilos. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. the, but the rest of the time, like, I, I, I still I have trouble converting Celsius to Fahrenheit. I mean, I can do it, but, I mean, that's, that's something that I think we've all grown into. But, yeah, I remember when they used to have gallons in the uh, gas store. A uh, gas store. Gas store. You know, the gas store, Dan. No, but isn't that funny? <laughs> Interesting. Like my, life, my life now is kilometers, not miles, mm-hmm. but it's pounds, not, as you say, kilos. Yeah. Uh, I, ne- almost never, yeah. I almost never say meters. I know what they are, but I mostly think in yards. Yeah, distance is feet. And, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's interesting uh, that way. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, driving... I just think uh, it's just it's right there for us to talk about evnet.ca. I just have to because and I'll just say this for I guess three and a half months now. I haven't had to think about all these things we're talking about when it comes to gas. I mean, I've been filling up here because uh, David and Ruth, the place I'm staying, they have a uh, 
I know, an internal combustion engine car. But uh, what a difference it is if you drive an electric vehicle, not having to deal with that. And, uh, you know, I've heard all the pushback about, well, what about charging? What if you go on a long road trip? Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter because what you're saving on not filling up your car. Like, like I think about it. I haven't had to go to a gas station since the middle of October. And... If you have a, a, an inkling you'd like to try this out, try out some of the stuff that Freddie and I have driven, the Kona or the Tesla, go to evnet.ca, okay? Just do it. Just go to evnet.ca. You can take it for a test drive for a weekend, for a day, for a week. It's a great way to uh, see if that uh, fits your lifestyle. That's all I want to say. Thank you very much. Uh, when did David and Ruth get back, did you say? That's what I wanted to talk to you about. They're coming back today. Oh, today? Yeah, man. So you got right. through this whole adventure without wrecking their car. That's great. <laughs> Way to go, Howie. So let's list. I, I, I blew up their tea kettle yeah. and almost ruined their stovetop. The fridge broke while I was here. Not my fault. The overhead fan on the stove broke. Not my fault. And now I got to... It's like it's weird. It's like I've been here for almost a month now without them. And then it's like mom and dad are coming back today. Are all the other appliances okay, like the washer dryer? And they fine. I haven't had to use those because uh, oh. the woman that cleans the house every Wednesday, oh. Mercedes, uh, does all that. Oh. I was going to say you had a date last night, so you must have to wash some sheets this morning. Easy now, come on, what? come on. That's uh, rude. That's rude. What? Uh, I, I was going to say. I know people. I saw some emails. I have, people are curious about my. My uh, date with my uh, Spanish friend, and uh, I will. Do you want to? So, when do you want to do this? Do you want to do it now? After the oh, emails? Yeah. After, after Dan Duran? At the end of the show? When Boone's here? You know, it's up to you. But you know that people are on the edge of their seat, a seat, waiting to hear about this. Mm. So, what do you do? Do you tease it? Do you pull it through the show to keep the listeners, you know? Mm, I don't know. You know, because all people, it's a oh. podcast. All they can do is just fast forward through all this gas because. nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, it's up, honestly, it's up to you. It's your adventure, it's your story. You choose the news. You go. You could always break it up into parts. So, do part one now. <laughs> well, <they're, yeah. laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, here's what I would say. Mm. Let me see if I can get this to play. Why isn't this not playing? Oh, I play see. Spanish eyes. Ooh, Spanish eyes. It went great. Uh, nothing. There's no sheets to be washed. And I want to, you know, let's not sully this story. This isn't uh, open for discussion. Uh, I would say to you, as I said to uh, Fred uh, before the showdown, I said it went as well as. First of all, I was nervous. That's what I start with. It was. That must weird. be great, though. It was, uh, and I was weird nervous. Uh-huh. It was kind of like I don't know. A couple hours before, I was like, "Okay, it's only a couple hours away," and then it was like an hour away, and I was like, "Okay, what am I going to? How am I going to kill an hour?" And I, you know, all that stuff. And it, I was mm. so. Let me tell you that that was a great experience for me. I'm 63 years old, and even though I've met her already, we had our first date, having coffee, and it was very casual. But this was like, you know, getting dressed for a date. You know, I wasn't, you know, I have some sort of shirts here. I'm like, what should I wear? Like, what do you wear? It's, you know, it's super, again, I know we're having freezer drizzle in the home, but it's really hot here at night. So I was like, do you wear shorts? Uh, and and I, I went and asked this woman who lives here. She's from Scotland. She's great. She's been, uh, her name is Allison. I was talking to her yesterday. I said, I have this date. I said, you know, what do people wear? 
appear when they go out at night. And I said, she says, well, you're okay to wear shorts. And she says, do you have a long sleeve shirt? I said, yeah. I said, but I'm going to roll it up. She said, make sure you roll it up. I said, why? Because if she said, she said, uh, if you keep the sleeves down, you look like a dick. <laughs> I fucking love that. She, and I said, what about long pants? Yeah, it looks like you're trying too hard. I'm like, okay. All right. So I, Really? Yeah. Because, well, here's the thing. It's too hot here at night to wear long pants. It really is. Yeah. Like in, in San Miguel at night, it's a whole different thing. I mean, I, you, we'll go out at San, San Miguel. You'll wear a jacket. You'll, like, uh, you'll wear pants, slacks, trousers. Mm-hmm. So that's the first part I wanted to share with you guys. That at 63 years old, at, you know, I picked uh, her up at 730, at 715. I was like nervous, you know. You just like a schoolboy, like, yeah, great. and and because mm. uh, you wanted to go well. Anyway, sure. I, picked her, I picked her up, and she's you know, she's beautiful, is what she is. And that's and, the end of part one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, this uh, when Dan returns. No, I, listen. There's not much to say. I, it went. It went great. And it went uh, as well as two people who don't speak each other's language can be. I, she's so funny because she kept saying to me, I'm so embarrassed about how I speak English. I said, you know, it's, I said, you shouldn't be because the way I speak Spanish is ridiculous. And so both of us, here's a little cute note for you. We're sitting there at dinner in this beautiful restaurant, very romantic, very quiet, not, you know, uh, right by the water. And the two of us are, have our phones out trying to translate what we want to say to each other. Like, because there was lots of, because here's the thing. There's lots of conversation. Like, what do you want to eat? I can do that in Spanish. I can order. Although it was interesting. When we sat down, the uh, staff there, uh, she spoke to them. And I, we, I said, you know, yo quiero una um, mesa para dos personas, which is a table for two. And I said it, you know, kind of like that. And when we sat down, we both got menus. Hers was in Spanish. Mine was in English. <laughs> Which, which I thought, come on, you guys. I gave that because I said that word for word exactly like you're supposed to. Una mesa para dos. Uh, anyway, para dos personas. So when you picked her up, was uh, did you like uh, knock at the door and open the car um, door? And all that yeah, stuff? I opened the car door for her. She came down. I picked her up. Here's a little fun fact for you. So she lives in another part of this complex. It's, it's about a, couple, a kilometer and a half away. And yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. this is how nervous I was. I can't believe I forgot this part. I was driving around doing something yesterday afternoon and she had given me her address and I wasn't sure really where it was and I knew I'd be driving there at night. <laughs> so I, I practiced drove there during the day. <laughs> that's a true story. Wow. What if she had popped out and saw you? I know. I thought <laughs> that's that. Weird. That's weird. <laughs> I thought that. I thought it was like, I, was, I did. I was like, I was, I was creeping down her street in the middle of the day. I said, hope she doesn't, <laughs> hope she doesn't come out because it's going to look super creepy. But I'm glad I did, because when I went back there at night, it wasn't easy to, it wouldn't have been easy to know where she lived. So I picked her up, and she came out, you know, and did the kiss on the two cheeks, and again, she looked amazing. And uh, go ahead, so questions. The, the date started at 7.30. Yes. What time did you say goodnight? Uh, around 10, 10, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did it end with a nice little peck on the cheek and we should do this again? Uh, something like that. A little, uh, nice. some physical contact and then we're going to do this again in a couple days. Mm-hmm. That's and then how you're going ended. to leave. And then I'm going to leave, yeah. You know, Has I would, she ever been to San Miguel? Maybe she can pop up when you're in San Miguel. Uh, she's been all over the world. She used to uh, fly. 
she was uh, in the airline business. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it was great. So I don't know what else people, I, what other details you want. We had a great dinner. Uh, like I said, it was funny that they gave me the English menu. And then, it, 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 you know, at times it was frustrating because mm-hmm. she speaks pretty good English, but, right. but not to be able to express yourself like a, about any kind of detail. And same with me. So it was back and forth looking at the phone and mm-hmm. she would come up with a word and I wouldn't know what it meant. Um, your eating technique, were you conscious of that? You didn't, like, you weren't done and she had just started her meal, that type of thing? Because I know, you you know, on a date like that, you would have to be conscious of that. Because I'd be the same way. I'd be like, okay, i got to slow down here. This is real good. But um. <laughs> You got me. There's, I was I was finished eating easily 10 minutes really? before. Oh, yeah, fuck. I no. Oh, yeah. Howard, how did you do that? Well, I don't know. I just... I, I tried to slow down and I even, <laughs> I even, I I even said, I tried, I tried so hard, but she's like, you know, like doll, no, you know, know, she eats yeah. kind of quietly and, and she's just slowly and I, I, and I was looking up on my phone how to say, I, I'm sorry, I ate, I've finished before you and anyway, oh yeah, I, I wolfed that shit down. It was good. What'd you get? What'd you have? I had a uh, tuna steak, like a, Ooh, nice. it was really nice with the little, mm-hmm. the, the, with a sort of um, drizzle, dr- the drizzle, uh, sesame, <laughs> sesame, you know, that kind of uh, grilled tuna with just slightly. It was beautiful, actually. Um, there was a little white or the, like, the not, um, yeah, like a tuna stick, like, like not, you know, like it's raw, basically. Right. Seared ahi tuna type of. Oh, seared. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Fantastic. It was okay, great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. I got a I got a nap. But I mm. didn't get a nap. I got a salad. So there was that awkward part where I was just eating. <laughs> She wasn't, so that was fun. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, eating my fucking salad. Anything on you? Uh, no, uh, you thankfully. didn't get anything on you. I good, was pretty good. good. Uh, we you did. wore a you wore a pattern shirt. So I did. You splashed obviously. anything on you. Yeah, I'm not show up. Good, good, good. good. Uh, we tried. This is the checklist. For I know. I, know. <laughs> I didn't get any food on my shoulders. Oh, good. We good. got. I, she wanted. She asked me if I wanted to try her meal, and you know. Gave me a little taste and, and vice what versa. What did she have? Uh, she had uh, some kind of pescador, some fish. Oh. Um, she had a glass of wine. I had a uh, non-alcoholic Heineken. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of an awkward moment because, again, the staff is only speaking Spanish, although they spoke a little bit of English, when they informed me that the, cre- the restaurant didn't take credit cards. And I didn't have... Yeah. Pardon? There was a lot of that in Dominican, too. Yeah. And I didn't have enough cash, so I had to find out where the uh, bank machine was. And I just mm-hmm. wasn't sure what people were saying to me for a second. And so oh. I, just, I was like, oh, no big deal. I, and it was just around the corner. But, yeah, there was like, wasn't really sure for a minute or like, what's, what's going on? There's no cash there's, or there's no credit. Anyway. But it all it was very very nice, and we walked back together, and uh, it was great. And she's uh, just lovely and sweet and kind, and you know, I mean, I will say, it was I was going to sleep thinking about how you know, not that it's the most important thing, but it's hard to make somebody laugh in a language you don't speak. And you know, one of the Howmans, you know, go tos is why you know I, your seduction I, technique relies on humor. Of some, thank you. There's there uh, some of my seduction technique relies on because I'm not you know I'm not I don't look like you Dan I can't just sit there being beautiful you know so I I, I made her giggle a couple of times but I'm not really even sure why <laughs> you know um, 
So that was an interesting thing. It's my first time I've ever done that, where you're trying to... I wasn't trying to seduce her, but I was trying to make an impression on her, obviously, without having any references, without making... She did look... Mm -hmm. She looked us up. She looked me up. We were talking about social media, and she showed me on her phone that she knew what I did and worked with you and Mm -hmm. seemed completely didn't give a half a shit about it, which was fun. Well, who does? (laughs) Very... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I mean Like it's not that She wasn't impressed Or unimpressed She just it's, She's like Oh you I can't do her voice But it's Man it's It's so cute It's just she, You work on the radio yeah. And I was like yes And I She asked me what I If I was doing the radio show here And I said well sort of And Yes I certainly don't want her Listening to it No No It's too early for she, that Well She'd have a tough time Wouldn't she Or does she understand Better than she speaks Yes. Is it one she, of those situations? Yeah, right? I mean, but at the, at the speed we speak, it would yeah. be... Like, when I say she, she speaks great English, don't get me wrong, she speaks way better right. than I do Spanish, but it's still very slow. And, and when she really wants to express herself about something that has meaning, she has to go to her phone and say, this is what I'm trying to say. Um, but it was kind of weird, again, not, not being able to be sort of funny or refer, you know, re- irreverent. I mean, I was as best <laughs> I could, but... You know, what an exciting thing for a man your age, again, to revisit those days that some of us haven't had for years, you know, first date and courtship and all that. It uh, really is something, I, you know, I look and I think, boy, would I have the energy for that. But then again, I'd have a tough time getting a date, <laughs> especially wearing shorts. <laughs> That's right. I was like, so, I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure what shoes to wear. Oh, yeah, it was weird. Mm. Now, the whole thing was great. And, and uh, you know, before the, sh- the dinner was over, we, you know, talked about seeing each other again. And and uh, it was great. And so I'm going to see her, I think, depending on David and Ruth, who are coming back, as I mentioned. And there, another element, too, is my, my niece, David's daughter, my niece's husband and their son, my, my brother's grandson is going to be here, which is going to be great. But it's more than just so I have to decide, like, what night am I going to break away from this group and go spend, you know, sort of the last night here with her. But anyways, it was a, it was a great experience and, uh, and one I'd not had before. Again, speaking or dating, trying to date somebody who doesn't really speak my nonsensical language. And again, I've asked you before, but I've lost track. When do you leave there for San Miguel? Uh, I leave here a week from yesterday. A week from today, I'll be there. I'll be I'll be there Wednesday, March oh, okay. 1st. So you still have op- lots of opportunity to see this uh, beautiful woman. I'm going to see her again uh, Sunday night or Monday. Might, actually, on depending on David and Ruth, I might spend uh, like an afternoon, evening hanging out with her. Anyway, so there you go. Dan, any questions before we uh, maybe tease your newscast coming up? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, did you, uh, did you like, when you walked her back, did you hold hands and swing hands back and forth and kind of... You know, we did not hold hands, but uh, there was a uh, there was a good night. Uh, you know, you know, very gentle good night kiss, if you will. Okay, all right, okay, good. And a hug, a nice, beautiful, yeah. warm embrace, embrace. And okay. that ends part three. That is the end of this story. Uh, I hope that Hundy Peas or whoever uh, email me about that. I uh, hope that satisfies uh, your curiosity. And, um, well, I know there was a lot of people, you know, waiting to hear that story, and it was a very nice one. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, no sheets needed to be washed. Uh, by the, yeah, I was going to say, if she listened to the show, would she understand that part? Because I'm sort of second-guessing that. 
Should I have said that if the young woman was listening? That's all. Uh, not without some explanation. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Which I will live, tra- live translation. <laughs> That's right. Bottom Which of the I, screen. I, you turn Which, on hey, closed caption. By the way, do you wear cologne in a situation like that? Do you wear, do guys wear cologne? I anymore? don't. I wear uh, yeah. deodorant. That's the only uh, stink coming off me. I guess if I was uh, in that situation, I might just shower with Irish Spring and have that <laughs> smell like that. Yeah. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's fine. That's what you would do. <laughs> okay. That's you, what I would do. That's what you would do as long as it was on sale. All right. Dan Duran. <laughs> Dan Duran's, uh, excuse me, Dan Duran's news will be uh, coming up. Dan Duran, do you want to hint a possible story that we'll be exploring today? Well, it might be talking about Donald Trump's competency and, uh, and trailers for rich people. Nice. Also, maybe when Dan comes back, we'll uh, talk about the uh, follow-up on uh, the yacht that was here. Uh, I sent you guys some information about it, but also uh, how I met the I, I met that guy, um, the rich guy that owns the yacht. I met his head of security, and I'll tell you about that when Dan comes back. Okay, all right, thanks, Dan. <clears throat> all right, Freddie, let's uh, take care of some business. Yeah, the retirement Sherpa, he was on the show yesterday. Again, the deadline's coming up March 1st for RSPs. You're going to make your decision, RSPs, or do you go the TFSA route? He explained it all. Uh, you know, I'm not going to rehash everything. Go back to yesterday's show and listen. There's a lot of great information uh, from yesterday's show, as you can imagine, with deadlines coming up and the decisions you have to make. And listen, you want that information from someone like the retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett, who is a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Oh, yeah, Timmy's got the answers. Timmy's your guy, licensed on both sides of the border. RetirementSherpa.ca. There's no better time than now to get your idea online, whether that idea is an online store or some side hustle or small business you wanted to launch and i'm talking about the power of godaddy powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide godaddy is where people come to get a domain create a website and everything else you need to get your business online i've mentioned this several times but it worth it is worth mentioning again Free and friendly 24-7 phone support. I know a lot of people think, well, everyone knows how to get a website. Well, they don't. And a lot of people that are late to the website game would actually benefit from 24-7 phone support. And GoDaddy is there to help bring your idea to life and help you every step of the way. Try it out today with no credit card even required. You can start your website for free by visiting GoDaddy.ca. That's GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Uh, one thing I was going to mention to you because I thought you would ask me what the meal costs. I bet you it was very reasonable by Toronto standards. Very much so. And it was, uh, I, I would say, for this little area I'm in, it's one of the two nicest restaurants. And it was really, really nice. Just, the, you know, it yeah. was quiet. And the, but, you know, on the more expensive side. So two, a glass of wine, a beer, a couple bottles of water. 
you know, two entrees and a salad. And I think it was, I'm trying to do the conversion, maybe $75 Canadian. Well, isn't that interesting? <clears throat> you know, in Toronto, you can't even go out for lunch to people without it be pushing 100 bucks now. Like, it's crazy how quickly things add up, especially, you know, if you have a beer and two people have a drink. It's different with you. But, and I noticed that in uh, Cabarete. Um, we would go out for dinner and have a great dinner. I might have a glass of wine and a beer, mm-hmm. a, a salad, sushi. And Delise and I, I'd do the conversion and think that was like 75, again, 80 bucks. I, could, I couldn't come close to that for that meal in Toronto, not even close. And then I'm thinking, has inflation not hit this island? Like, like what's going on here is what I'm, I'm saying. And I know the overhead's a lot more here, restaurant space and on and on and on. And wages on, but, and, and, but <clears throat> you, know, yeah. you make a great point. I mean, that, you, that dinner in Toronto that I just described, it's, that, it starts north of 100 and, sure. and that's even without me drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those entrees in Toronto would have been, you know, in the 30 to $40 range. Because I'm, I'm saying it, this wasn't like a, this was a nice fine dining restaurant. And I think the entrees, again, I'm just trying to do the conversion. Was like, you know, 20 bucks, which is tw- pretty expensive for here. 20 to $25 right. each. Yeah. Um, another aspect to it, like the Dominican pesos, 40 to one. So 40 Dominican pesos to a Canadian dollar. So you go in a restaurant and then you see something you might want and you do the conversion and you think, wow, that's only like $14. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the really expensive item based on pesos and you think, wow, that's 600 more. And then you do the conversion <laughs> and it's not even 20 bucks. No, I know. You know and, what I mean? But, you know, yeah. and that's why you know, when you're in places like the Dominican and again, I, 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 uh, I, I, an episode of our travel show is about to break out. But one of the advantages here is that you're tipping, which the Spanish word is propina. You're tipping. The mm-hmm. propina is in pesos. And you have to decide, you, you know, I've been, mm-hmm. I've sort of been over tipping because I keep thinking, well, I'm going to give them a hundred pesos. It's like seven Canadian dollars, you know, just for doing this thing. But you got to remember they're getting paid in pesos. So mm-hmm. the average worker here, whatever, whoever you're encountering in a day, if you give them 50 pesos, that's a decent amount of money. It's nothing to us. It's three bucks or whatever, 250. Well, you know, that's sort of the dilemma in the Dominican when I was there. Because the, apparently the standard there is 10%. Mm. They're happy with 10%. If you give them 15, it's like, whoa, thank you, senor. Mm-hmm. But then you do the math and you think, wow, that... For what I just had, the the tip was four fifty, and they're thrilled. You almost feel embarrassed, or you should give more, but they're happy. You know what I mean? So I uh, tipped. I tipped two hundred pesos last night. That's fourteen fourteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, and that's more. That was twenty percent ish. Yes, yes. So, uh, but you know, and and that you ask a great question. You know, the, I. What is the deal? I mean, you know. You, and I guess we answered it by saying, you know, the overhead and the wages and such. But, you know, the, the piece of fish and the, the ahi tuna I had, you know, would, would have yeah. been a pretty expensive item in, in the yeah. city. Um, but beyond restaurants here, you know, and I was saying it the other day again to somebody else, there's some really bad citizens through this up here. And the food chains are right at the top of the list. Oh, I'm yeah. t- you know what? You can say all you want. It's bullshit. 
they have just they have jumped in here and taken advantage of everyone. You know, they talk about food prices up 11%. Well, I can walk through Sobeys with you today and show you a ton of items that I regularly buy that are up way more than 11%. Tell me why Renee's chunky blue cheese dressing that was 4.99 for years now is 6.49. Please. That's gouging. I don't give a shit what anybody says. And they're just, you know what? It, it's it's sad that it's being done with with food, especially with young families and yeah, and then and look uh, at the profits. They face? keep they keep announcing profits that are like through the roof. Like what it was I, stupid. I and uh, what's his face goes on TV when the the Weston kid yeah. and uh, <clears throat> you know and talks about what a great uh, company they are. Yeah, I, listen, I can't I can't just tell you again. The groceries here. I don't know what they were in the Dominican, mm-hmm. but you know you get an awful lot of food here for a, for not as much money. Howard, I bought two T-bone steaks down there, which were pretty good. And they were like seven fifty Canadian each. Yeah. And they were fine. The same steaks here would be $20. I did the same thing. I bought a uh, pre-marinated, you know, a, a ribeye. Yeah. And I wasn't, again, I was looking at the price in pesos. But when I got to the cash, I'm like, that thing only just, that thing just cost me like a nine bucks. And it was mm-hmm. decent. I've done it a couple times. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, we, we've got to mm. we, listen. We've got to move on. Thursday is a big day here. Uh, the uh, Humble and Fred program takes a little a section out of every week, and we uh, try and acknowledge the many people that have you know contacted us. And uh, we're going to comment on some of your comments. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Emails today brought to you by Aaron Ventures. AaronVentures.com. Go check out Aaron Ventures. Uh, we mentioned this a few times that uh, Aaron Ventures, listen, get your Sherpa or more of the retirement Sherpa to check out AaronVentures.com. Uh, certainly a company worth watching involved in the um, fantastic uh, world of uh, Boron. What's your new thing? Don't be a moron. What? Invest in Boron. There you go. AaronVentures.com. Frederick. And, you know, it seems weird, but I really cannot live without my Renee's Chunky Blue Cheese dressing. I have it pretty much on everything. So Okay. Well, do, you want, do, you want uh, me to, do you want me to call them? Do you want me to get yeah. them as a sponsor? So you have so that, hey. so that you, you, you don't have to uh, open up your cheeks or whatever it is you do. Right. I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy. No, it's okay. Happy to I'll, try. You know, Hang on I'll a second. Let me, let me get this thing here for you. Okay. Hi, guys. All right. Hey, Colin Duff, we heard from her, him earlier in the week, uh, but here's a follow-up. Uh, uh, Colin Duff, I was still wiping away my tears during my morning dog walk from listening to the Clifford Memorial when I heard Fred say, Colin Duff writes, I looked around confused for a heartbeat. Uh, I had uh, totally forgotten I had written you. Thank you. I will talk to Yuko, the golfer girl today. Damn, she can drive a ball 230 yards straight as an arrow. Uh, by the way, vets will not put down a dog here in Japan. It's part of their uh, Hippocratic Oath or something. My little schnauzer Sophie is 13, and her day will come only too soon. Dan, on the only bright side here, it's fortunate uh, that uh, you know you had the option of putting Clifford out of his misery. Uh, regardless, uh, a polaxed, sad condolences, Colin. Yeah, Colin's a, uh, our buddy from uh, Kyoto, Japan, and the uh, golfer reference there was he sent me a video mm-hmm. of this uh, young kid driving golf balls into the snow. Um, what I'm curious though, so if they don't have um, who puts the dogs down? 
Who? Who? <laughs> or maybe it's like humans. <laughs> yeah. Who puts the dogs down? Who? Who? <laughs> uh, maybe they just have to die naturally, like like humans. I don't know. I mean, come on. If your dog is suffering. Well, I'm sure Colin will hear this and uh, give us that explanation. All right. Hi, guys. Um, Hi we got guys. a lot of stuff to get Hi through. Guys. I'm just going to uh, summarize as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from uh, Donna Jounsarens. I hope that's close, Donna. Howdy. First off, I'm not a fan of the conservatives. Sorry, Fred, but fair is fair. Was John Tory acting inappropriately? Maybe. Once we learned of his family life and all the dynamics it entails, it got very gray. Was it against Robert Rules, Robert's rules of order? No. What separates John from the rest of us is he quickly realized how this affair would distract or become more of an issue. Yeah, we talked about this. Um, and then she goes on to concur. In my humble opinion, that's what a real leader does. Love the show. And no, I don't mind the Trump stuff. Sorry, Dan, about Clifford. He had a wonderful life with you. Take care. Donna, uh, my only comment is what I said to you before the show. Man, this dead, the, the dead dog stuff really resonates. Hi, guys. <laughs> People love their dead dog stories. Hi, guys. A uh, faithful uh, follower, uh, Jennifer Kelly here. Uh, Totally thought of you, Howard. Uh, apparently, there's a clip here, Howard. I, I don't have a clip. I, I just to. I just put that there. She's referring to a clip of the sh- from from whose line is it anyway? Uh, right. It's referring to Colin Mockery, who was on the show when you were uh, in transit. And in, anyway, she uh, she uh, from TikTok saw a clip where Colin Mockery was on that show, and it had to do with golf. I watched it actually, and uh, terms from golf that you might say to a partner or something. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, funny. She says, I haven't heard you guys really talk about stuff from TikTok. It's the best. Enjoy. Thanks so much, Jen. All right, Jen. Actually, Jennifer, just quickly before I forget, that clip I played yesterday of Sinatra and Don Rickles was from TikTok. Yeah. A lot of good stuff on TikTok, actually. Yeah, I don't. uh, I haven't gone. I've never. I've never. I don't have it, and I don't. I don't want to be drawn into that. Yeah, it's very addictive. Um, Yeah, I I just don't. It's uh, short 15-second to three-minute video clips. And once you kind of get into it, it's hard to get off it. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, This is subject line, like reconnecting with an old friend from Amy Zimmer. Now, Amy says, uh, not that you're that old. Listen to you on CFNY when I was in high school. And started listening to your podcast when the Voldemort story, the uh, discussion we had about disgraced broadcaster John Derringer. I uh, listen off and on and always uh, you always get more than a few laughs out of me like the old days. Dan Duran is a fave too. listen to the Maureen Holloway episode. It was great. Uh, then she told she talks about something that came up on the show that she thought was funny. I listened to the February 16th bod- a podcast. Dan Duran had me in tears. Rest in peace, Clifford. Pets are family. Hope you're doing okay, Dan. Bye for now. You're the best. Amy Z. Thank you, Amy. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, this is from Sean Nadeau. Hi, guys. Just got back from uh, Bahia Principe Acumal. Uh, that's in Mexico. Humble. Uh, Sean asks, are you concerned about hitting the ball off the course into the jungle and coming face to face with a jaguar? 
Or a crocodile? Frederick, Are I, you, Howard? If I may just step in, the Bahia Principe Acumel is actually where the uh, golf course is that I'm... It's like oh. 10, 15 minutes from where I'm sitting. And that's mostly the golf course I've been playing at. Mm. I have is not, there jaguars down there? You know, I haven't seen them, but I've seen those raccoon monkeys... Mm-hmm. And I've seen a few of those rat cats that they have around, but no jaguars or uh, crocodiles. Uh, Sean says they enjoyed their trip to Mexico. Very hot. We took in the Mayan ruins, catamaran cruise and swim, shopping Playa Commons, swimming the uh, cenotes. cenotes. What's that? Those are those big cavernous rock-filled holes in the ground, basically. Oh, right. They're yeah. fun. They're fun. They're very fun. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are super fun. Not not Hi for guys. a claustrophobic Hi guy. Hi guys. Hi guys. Uh, this is from uh, Stephanie Collins. And it's quite lengthy. Hi guys, you always make me laugh, but the past few weeks you've had me in stitches. I especially loved Fred's comment when you were teasing Dan about his impending trip to cartel country, the one about them using Canadians for kindling. I absolutely howled at Howard's suggestion for Dan's Burka to Boob coffee table book. Mm-hmm. I guess Jen Kelly is right. The warmer climbs really bring out your best. Uh, she goes on to say that the OG Hundy P episodes Mike Boone dropped while you guys were traveling uh, brought something to mind. I love your solution for recognizing the various levels of Hundy P's, basically granting status from the time in this. I'm just paraphrasing now from the time that you basically started listening, because, you know, it really is kind of unfair. You if you those episodes from 2011 aren't really available anymore. So. A perfectly fine descriptor of somebody is Hundy P since the date you started. And that's kind of Stephanie's point. And, of course, as uh, a lot of people... Actually, she goes on to say that thanks to Voldemort um, is when she started listening. She says, on a serious note, I want to express my deepest condolences to Dan and everyone in your circle who is missing Clifford. And, uh, And then she goes on to describe more of that. Okay. Beauties. Do you think that Fantastic. sums up? Do you, does that sum up her email uh, yes. enough? Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Stephanie Hi, Collins. Very good. And uh, Hi, guys. She, she probably doesn't even know why we uh, have this uh, thing where people are saying hi, guys. But it's part of the part of the bit. Uh, from Mike Hannafin, in defense of snowshoeing, Mike Hannafin, again, used to work at CFNY years ago. He says, hi, gent, uh, gents. Great shows, as always. Glad Howard is feeling good enough to get his mojo on. Ooh. Heard Fred crapping on snowshoeing this morning. I know it's uh, different when you have mountains, but out here in Vancouver, snowshoeing is one of the few good things about our winter. It can be pissing rain in the city. Meanwhile, the mountains are getting 30 to 40 centimeters of snow, and you get to just snowshoe on top of that. Beautiful. Makes you feel like you're beating winter. And he sent a couple of photos, and uh, that's great, Michael. I understand, but, you know, you're a different breed. This guy, you know, he loves the outdoors, like, every minute. Yeah, like I know. snowshoeing to him. He might actually be telling the truth when he says he likes snowshoeing. Because you, your theory is anyone who says they like oh. winter is lying. Yeah, or right. snowshoeing. It's like you're doing it. You know, oh, quickly, get the camera. I want to take some pictures of me snowshoeing so I can, you know... So it looks like I actually mm. am liking this and yeah. that type of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh, and you've yeah. had them on for two minutes and you get them to hell off and go have a beer. <laughs> it's like, mm. a, like we'd, we'd be like you taking a quick doll. Take a picture of me sitting here on the couch with my hand down my sweat. <laughs> down my sweatpants and my cheesies on my shirt. Yeah. No, I get it. Anyway, Mike says what I prefer Mexico. See, <laughs> si. si. uh, Miguel. Uh, thanks, Mike. 
We oh, get it. You're, uh, he, you know what? This guy, he's got to be 60, and he's in great shape and loves the outdoors. He certainly does. Well, good for him. Uh, my brother David, who's on his way here from Calgary, just sent me a screen cap from Calgary's weather this morning, minus 27. And all it said was, time to leave. Hi, yeah. guys, says Wayne. After listening to the latest revelations about the evil right and those liars on Fox News, it made me wonder, and I thought this was interesting, how they would have treated Chappaquiddick, the incident that happened to Ted Kennedy in 1969, if that happened to a Republican. How would Fox News handle the same scenario if that had happened now to a prominent Republican or even Agent Orange himself? And uh, he, he says, please discuss. Well, I'll throw my two cents in really quickly. Well, how they would handle it is they would just do what they do now. They would divert. They would ignore it. They would mm-hmm. gaslight it. They would turn it somehow that, you know, Ted Kennedy, uh, if he were a Republican, was forced into the river bec- by, a, by a Democrat or Antifa. Mm-hmm. And they would completely change the narrative. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? No, I agree totally. I would put nothing past them. Um, again, it's a slimy collection of creeps, especially in their primetime lineup. And um, they're there just to serve uh, America's morons. That's really all I can say, and that's what they would do. <laughs> that should be um, their slogan, serving Americans mm-hmm. morons since 1997. You know, the thing going on in Georgia right now, they, I, I don't know what you call it, the panel, the investigation into, you know, the uh, Georgia, you know, the, uh, the call by Trump. Yeah, looking for you know, votes. Fi- find me more votes and then having, you know, in the phony electors and all that stuff. Well, a woman that was on that panel has been doing some interviews. She's a bit weird, I have to admit. But it's interesting on Fox. All they do is attack the messenger. They never deal with what, why they're in Georgia and why they're holding those hearings and meetings or whatever you want to call it, pretrial. They never discuss what he did. All they do is attack anyone who has information that supports his indictment. It's it's bizarre. I agree with you. You know, I, I saw some clips of her and she is a bit odd and it's too bad because because all that's all they need. They need a thread to pick at. That's it. And mm-hmm. the thread they've picked at is how odd and bizarre her mannerisms are. It doesn't matter that she's talk, that she's part of a panel that's been convened to, de- to determine if the sitting president tried to influence an election. Well, that seems so bizarre to me. And yet, and you've said mm-hmm. this, uh, they're mm-hmm. just unpatriotic. They're just, yeah. they don't mm-hmm. give a shit about their country because if they did, they'd want to know why a sitting president called the att- attorney general or whatever it was mm-hmm. and asked for 11,000 more votes. That didn't seem odd to anyone on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're, they're lucky, you know, again, we've often said this about the entertainment industry, you know, Simon was Rakoff was talking about it. Was that yesterday? Yes. Whatever. You know, just the numbers here in Canada and the country's so big, it's hard to generate big time revenue through entertainment up here. It just is. But down there with Fox News, there's no shortage of morons. And it's making Fox News millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Because, again, you think, boy, who is that stupid? Well, you know, probably a small uh, segment of the population, but enough to make Fox News thrive. Well, not just Fox News, but think about it. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mm -hmm. who is, you know, a moron herself. And I know most people are like, oh, he's talking about American politics. But it's, you know, it's, it's like a movie. This woman, as I mentioned yesterday, 
is making these outrageous claims about how the red states should succeed or secede from the union and how if anyone from a blue, check this out, anyone from a blue state moved to a red state, they wouldn't be allowed to vote for five years because we don't want their values here. But you know why she's saying those things is because there's just enough morons to raise money for her. That's the yes. whole thing. It's the big grift. It's not about values yes. or politics. It's about how do I make money? You know, I think Dan mentioned that in his segment, he's going to talk about uh, cognitive test- testing. And I heard this point yesterday, you know, for anyone over 75. Well, if you're going to go there, shouldn't everyone be tested? Because look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. She's, I think, in her 30s or early 40s. There's something wrong with her. She, like, she's mentally unstable. Should she be in Congress? So you where know, does that stop? And I thought this years ago when, you know, here in Canada, the Parti Quebecois, the, the Bloc, uh, am I right? Was the Parti Quebecois then the Bloc? Yeah. And, and it used to piss well, me. One was provincial, the other right. federal. So the, when, when the federal Bloc, when the Bloc was formed, it used to irk the shit out of me. And I mentioned this to you, <laughs> that here we are in Canada supporting a great country that we are. We're supporting a party who wakes up every day trying to figure out a way to break <laughs> the country apart. I always found yes. that a bit... Above dichotomy. Well, here's this mm-hmm. woman and, and all these people on the right, you know, whatever they're trying to do. Anyway, we should move on because Wayne has yes. definitely uh, inspired a discussion and he signs off. I can't remember if this is me or you. It's me. Uh, loyal listener since 1979. And then in brackets, he says, well, just Fred from 79 to 89. That's a good long time, Hi Wayne. Guys. And thank you very much. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Wow. Look at this one. Hanging on to my Humble and Fred certificate from Ken Diment. Uh, I've been uh, meaning to write you for several years and coming across the attached Humble and Fred uh, Co. stock certificate in a drawer prompted me to finally reach out. This is great. This no, I, is, I think that's a mixed certificate he said. No, it's actually not. a Mojo one, isn't oh, it? Is it a Mojo one? Oh, yeah, okay. but, but here's the thing. Our, our stock certificate is a predated Mojo. They went back to the edge. We did them at the edge, oh, okay. we did them at right. Mojo, and then we tried oh. to do it at the mix, but like a lot of things with the mix, it didn't work. They didn't understand. Uh, I started listening to you in 89 upon getting my first car following, uh, car, uh, getting my first car the following year. I became a regular during my morning drives to school. I've literally grown up, uh, uh, grown up and old listening to you. As I approach my 50th year, I'm realizing that uh, you've each been a constant source of humor and comfort, especially during the last few years. And in the midst of all the current nonsense, you've maintained common sense perspectives. Thank you. Thanks to each of you for sticking with the podcast and with each other. You're such an important part of so many lives. And for some of us, your voices have become those of family. I was going to paraphrase this, but then I decided not to because I like reading this. So. All the best to each of you as well, uh, Dan and Mike. It really uh, is. You know, I'm, I'm glad you did. I, I, I mm-hmm. was very, uh, you know, it's very touching to know somebody's been with us since uh, the beginning of this show. And by the way, that sentence, it, you know, what he was saying is, I've literally, I've literally grown up and old listening to yes. you. Right. Yes. And the funny thing is, we've mm-hmm. grown up and mm-hmm. grown, old, grown old being listened mm-hmm. to. Although, you know, some of these emails that are so heartfelt, it would be nice if it included a check. Okay, people, come on. Hi, guys. Um, you know what? I, I kind of struggle with this next one because uh, 
I don't know. It's just sort of dickish. I mean, you tell me. No, no. Yeah, you know what? That whole this is something that would have to be said on the spur of the moment or something. Yeah, I see. To me, I rang, I just wanted to include it. Um, right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make an executive decision along with you. Just skipping it. Basically, it's somebody that right. asking me about my date. I've already talked about my date, and. Um, you know, it's it's sort of a weird reference to something that we used to say. You used to say, and I, I have just no interest in uh, in it. So I'm going to let mm-hmm. it, I'm going to let it go today. How's that for a okay. mature decision? Let it go. All right, baby. Hi guys. Let it Hi go. Guys. Uh, moving on to the next one, Frederick. Uh, Fox News product from Darren uh, Platt. Platakis. Uh, hello, gents. Before listening to yesterday's show on Wednesday, I listened to John Stewart's most recent episode, Liar Liar Network on Fire. Um, give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. John unpacks it all very well. Uh, when I jumped in bed last night, Darren, I put it on. Uh, unfortunately, I fell asleep about half an hour in, but I will listen to it because it's John Stewart attacking Fox News. I mean, how can that not be great? And, and, and what this is in reference to is that story we yeah. were talking about, how all those Fox hosts knew what was going on, still do to this day. And as we just described, choose to ignore the fact that, that there's real news being reported and all they do is, you know, divert attention from the, the truth. You know, uh, John uh, Stewart's show on uh, Apple, it's called The Problem, right? Yes. With John Stewart. Well, this, po- this, this is a podcast of it available on Spotify, and it's great. Okay. Because a lot of, like, real time with Bill Maher, I rarely watch it. I listen to it by via podcast and even his uh, Club Random. I don't watch it. I listen to it. The odd time there's reference to visuals, but, hey, I can live with that. Okay. Very good. I'm going to check. Um, by the way, thank you, Darren. I'm going to do the same myself. Uh, this is from Greg V. The subject matter, women's golf. Hi, guys. <clears throat> it might be a day or so behind, but your golf talk the other day about women's golf was good. I'm a fan. These gals are good. I just read that there will be a mixed team event. Yeah, I read that too. Next year, it'll be in December. Actually, this year. I'm really looking forward to this. It's a mixed team event with uh, PGA players and LPGA players together. You know, it's not the regular season, so it's more of like a little exhibition. And he says, I'd like to watch Brooke Henderson play with one of the Canadians, Nick, Adam, or Mackenzie. Those are all Canadian tour pros. Last year, the Scandinavian mixed event was won by Lynn Grant. She beat Stenson by nine strokes. Anyways, um, for all the guys talking about ladies' tees, isn't golf all about having an even playing field? Maybe Humble should mention anyone complaining about it just to forget about, uh, about it, to just forget about handicaps too. Signing off an OG Hundy P, Greg V. Uh, not much more to say about that, Greg. I agree with everything you say. It would be kind of cool to see the women and the men play together. And as far as the average guy who thinks he can beat a woman uh, on the LPGA, uh, they can't. Okay, there you go. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi guys. guys. Hi, guys. Uh, from Dave Cowrie, a few things he writes. Hi, guys. First off, condolences to Dan at the loss of Clifford. I'm not good at the funny, so all I wanted to say is I've enjoyed your show on and off for many years. Uh, you know, uh, from the five-hour studio to the Squatty Potty green room to getting my name on the shitter wall. Mm. I've uh, been back semi-full-time since last fall, so I'm going to say first-time emailer, long-time listener. Stay strong. Thank you, Dave uh, Powery. By the way, the show sounds great wherever you fellas are in the world. I loved hearing that, man. Yes, yes. You know, we've had some technical 
technical issues from time to time. Anyone that's heard the show knows that we've gone through some microphones and, yeah. you know, uh, different studios. But I haven't heard anyone talk about the sound efficacy from your bedroom in Dominican or this office in Mexico. Have you? I mean, I, I don't... I haven't even asked you guys. Like, I know it sounds a little bit airy, but... Like, you sounded great. Whatever you were doing there in, in Dominican was fine. You know, I was yeah. listening to it. But I haven't heard anyone, no one's feedback about how this microphone sounds. No, it's fine because nobody really notices. And I think a benefit we have, generally, podcasts don't have the sound quality that we do generally, right? Um, so I think, you know, if there's even a little bit of variance for us, it's not noticed because most other podcasts are weird. Yeah. You know, they it's just funny. are. You know, yeah. and it's funny you say that because yeah. I've been listening to that smart list on your recommend mm-hmm. uh, with Eugene Levy, and and it's funny. One of the three of them always has a mic that sounds like yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm glad that uh, who was that? I'm glad that Dave Powery is enjoying uh, and endorses us uh, traveling and doing the show. Hi guys. Oh. By the way, I, yeah. I listened to a couple of Noel Kasler's um, podcasts. It sounds like he speaks into his computer. We got to hook him up with uh, Boone or something to invest in a little. Uh, it's weird because he does talk into a microphone, I think, when he's talking with to us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Aaron Bruce, uh, Dad, some support. He said, Hi guys. Uh, for you people who are new, that's just, it's been going back years now, and that's why we have this. Hi guys. Hi, guys. To add some support how, uh, to Howard and Tim's opinion of Full Swing, I think he's referring to Tim O'Connor. While Drive to Survive turned me into a diehard F1 fan, Full Swing was interesting, but did not turn me into a pro golf fan. As a small counterpoint, though, it did get me thinking about getting out on the, gors- the golf the- this year and getting some ex- exercise with buddies, even though I'm not a great golfer and have had to drop my shorts at the tee before to retake my drive. <laughs> Uh, Again, in uh, reference to out. the dick outs. Hi, guys. Yes. Uh, thanks Hi very guys. much, Aaron Bruce. Hi Appreciate guys. you, and uh, stay safe and well. Hi guys. Mo- more Clifford condolences. Chris K. Uh, hi guys, just wanted another, uh, just wanted to be another of the OG Hendy P's offering. Dan, my condolences on the loss of Clifford being a dog person myself. I know the feeling of loss having lost senior dogs in 2011 and 2018. There are no words, but I know that the fond memories will always live on. The Hendy P's are with you one and a half hours a day, plus all the years before that on radio. Thus, you guys are like family. Here we go again. Your losses are our losses. The Tuesday emails you read support that. Wishing Dan all the best during the tough time. On a lighter note, as family, I don't expect to be invited to any family dinners, but Howard, Fred, and Dan, you're all more than welcome at my family dinners. Aw, thanks, Chris. Loving you all. Chris K. from Milton. P.S. I'm looking forward to you hearing my OG Hundy P. episode with Toronto Mike air date to be announced and those will be played when we're away next, next week. week yeah and then mike will be here with us uh, shortly mm-hmm. to talk about some of the uh, uh episodes that are coming next week and then we'll also talk about when we'll resume doing uh new shows thanks chris k is always great hi hearing guys. about uh hearing hi from guys. you hi guys. hi guys uh so sorry to hear about clifford our condolences to dan Hi, guys. We're so sorry to hear the sad news of uh, the passing of Clifford. This comes from our favorite uh, sisters, the Baldwin sisters. They say our four-legged fur babies are truly a part of our families, and they are with us through our many ups and downs in our lives. Hearing Dan recount the difficult experience of letting his good friend go was so touching and emotional. 
It was heartwarming. It was heartwarming to hear you share your memories and lovely that you gave Dan the time to remember his buddy. Of course, humor helps to heal our broken hearts. And as uh, and we're always guaranteed plenty of that on the H&F podcast. Hugs to Dan, the Baldwin sisters. Isn't that nice? It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Mm. Yeah. It's very, very sweet. I want to be related to them. <laughs> Hi, guys. Well, we're all Hi like guys. family. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. And this is all for Neil, you. Like, you do, do whatever you want with this. Uh, I just included Neil, it. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Morrison. Okay. Uh, Brother Bill. Uh, writes, uh, Bill Mark and lick my black flag loving balls. Black flag, apparently a band speaking way over our head here. No, oh, yeah. All right. And uh, Brampton does suck, he says. Not a race thing, fellas. Stifling humidity in the summer and minus 20 Celsius in the winter. And let's not forget about uh, Cicada summers. Cicada, I lo- think that's what that is. Cicada summers or the lovely smell of the chicken plant and tar factory from the balcony at 83 Kennedy Road South. Of course, he worked there with us at CFNY uh, back in the 80s and uh, 90s. He says, I miss that place. Tongue in cheek. <laughs> Thanks. Brother Bill. Brother Bill. Um, you know, it's funny because Brother Bill, of course, can say all that stuff because he lived in Brampton. But now he lives, I think, in White Rock. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's a completely different vibe out there. He's become a, like like our friend uh, Captain Phil and Mike Hannafin. Mm-hmm. You know, they've all got that West Coast, you know, snide a little bit. You know, there's like, oh, yes, we all get it. You see the ocean and the mountains and life is great. Well, that's why when uh, Neil sent me, I think he texted me something, too, and i that's how I got back to him. I said, oh, you've become a West Coast snob. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you to everyone. Hi, guys. Um, Hi there guys. were a few other Hi emails. Guys. I wanted to just acknowledge Julie Fleming. I got in with a couple things uh, following up on some anti-Semitism stuff. I just kind of left it out of this week's stuff. And uh, somebody else just emailed us. Um, about the Milton man. So this interesting story about the guy that was charged with second degree murder. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Yeah, I talked about it the other day on the show. No, this is a new one. It just came in 44 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Have I seen this? This email, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's from Joe Hawken. Maybe we'll bring that up next week. And uh, again, thanks to everyone. Mm -hmm. Freddie, um, before we uh, get back to Dan... I think well, we let should, me just mention, yeah. too, because Milton came up. Another horrible thing in Milton yesterday. What? A woman was carjacked, and it's actually on. You can see it. They've got video of it. Somebody video uh, videoed it. Um, this woman just came out of a, a grocery store in Milton, and these two guys had stolen, I think, a pickup truck and smashed into a couple of people driving through Milton. Drove through a fence in a schoolyard. Drove, drove through the schoolyard with kids in it. No one was hurt. Then I guess they want to switch cars. They drive up in front of this grocery store, walk up to her SUV, smash the window, open the door, grab her, throw her out, and then drive off in the SUV. In Milton? In Milton. You know, and it's like, you, you, you watch it. I'm watching it on the news, and it's just, I would, you know, again. 
I can't fight. But it's just like, if that's my wife, my daughter, my girlfriend, whatever, and those guys, it just terrorized that poor woman. You know how long it'll take her to get over that? All because of their own selfishness and thievery and... And uh, any reason why they just targeted her randomly or this was the yeah, car I guess, they wanted? I guess the thing is they were driving a stolen vehicle and then maybe they uh, realized that maybe, you know, now they were being chased. So the idea is uh, oh, steal another vehicle. Yeah, right, yeah. To, and um, just just horrible. You, you know, you slimy, fucking spineless, selfish bastards. And, you know, and there's just so much more of it now going on. Wow. It's, uh, you know, how long is it going to take her to get over that? Being pulled out of your car and like and literally thrown under the car beside you. And she's laying there like terrified as they drive away, just barely missing her in her own car. Yeah, just sickening. Why shouldn't those fuckers be hung? Maybe we can put her, add, add them to uh, Jamie Soleil's uh, execution list. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I was going to get you to. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you okay? Are you yeah. not, not too distraught to maybe talk about one of mm. our fine sponsors? Uh, yeah, uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, uh, Canada's number one uh, group benefits plan for small business. Go to chamberplan.ca. All the information you need is right there. That's your first step. Uh, there's a badge there. It says uh, get a free quote. You click on it, put in the parameters of your business, find out what's involved, uh, what it costs, and how it can work for your small business. Uh, how your employees will love you for this. Can you imagine breaking that news? Now we have a benefits package list like all those big companies. You know, whether it's uh, prescriptions, it's dental, there's all sorts of therapies available. They now have a mental health component, an HR department at your disposal. Fantastic. It's all there. Again, take the time today. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca. So I talked about this yacht a couple of days ago that I saw. I was telling you and Dan how, uh, you know, there's just certain people in the world that are living different lives than we are. And, you know, this was uh, today is Thursday. So on Tuesday, the whole beach here was just a buzz. People with binoculars looking at this yacht. And I couldn't tell how big it was, but it was pretty big. And then, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm watching it. And all of a sudden, a, a helicopter took off from the yacht and uh that that caused even more of a stir because you know it's one thing to have a a big boat a big ocean going vessel and another thing where there's a helicopter stored on it somewhere which got me thinking dan about the logistics like somebody has to make sure that the helicopter is stored properly before it sets sail but also there's got to be helicopter fuel somewhere on this boat You'd think they'd maybe maybe the boats uh, you know it's got gas tanks they just siphon off the I don't know well I don't know about special, because special helicopter well there's special there is there's the Jet A fuel whatever they use in uh, it's not they can't use uh, diesel so somewhere on that boat is helicopter fuel stored just in case uh, the people that own it need a helicopter ride or getaway mm-hmm. or a getaway yes 
Yeah, I'm sure, Howard, that provision has been made for the fuel for the uh, helicopter. Unless, you know, you're so rich, you have the helicopter, and once it runs out of gas, piss on it. We won't use it anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just throw it overboard. So I, I also sent sounds, you... Sounds like you need to do more yacht search. No, you do. I, like, I need to know more yacht about it. and research put together that so yacht search. I, I sort of... I, 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 I mentioned that a bunch of people who were watching it had mentioned the name of the person that owns it. And yesterday, there's a little driving range about five minutes from where I'm, I'm sitting. And I was going to go over there and uh, hit some golf balls in the day, you know, because I was nervous for my date and I wanted to get some energy out. And I go there and there's four big black SUVs all parked in this little parking lot. Mm. And uh, I sort of, they, they sort of wave me over and... They say you can park here, but don't park there. I'm like, okay. And I get my golf clubs and I go up to the driving range lady and she says, no, the range is closed. I'm like, oh, okay. Really? She said, yeah, we're closed for maintenance, which turned out to be not true. So I come back down to the car and this guy who looks like every guy you've seen in a movie, head of security dude, and he couldn't be really nice, came over to me and says, sir, I'm really sorry. Um, I told the woman we didn't need to close the range, but we have a, uh, my client is landing his helicopter here on the range. <laughs> uh, turning the range into a helipad? Yeah, that's where oh, he's, wow. he, he's got some business, and, and that's all four cars are for him and his family. And there were, Freddie, there were car seats for the grandkids. Anyway, this guy, I start talking to the head of security guy, and I'm telling you, like, you know, he's ex-military. He's been working for this guy for seven years. And when I say his manner was, how do I put it? Like gentle, like very, so he, he was very in shape. Like, so one of those people that's so strong, they can afford to be very sort of easygoing. And he went on to tell me who he works for. He works for a guy named Lorenzo Fertitta. And I sent you guys, you know, his Wikipedia and he's like a billionaire. He, for you, for you people who will go and search him, he owns or owned some casinos, still owns one. Then he bought UFC. He just bought UFC. So he owned that for a while, sold it. And um, now I think he also owns the Dallas Mavericks. No, no, no. That's uh, Mark Cuban. No, okay. So he owns another uh, basketball team. He, he does. Well, his child... It's interesting, the UFC thing. He bought it in its formative stages. Right. And his boyhood buddy was Dana White, who now leads the UFC, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like pretty nice. I'm going to buy this UFC. Hey, Dana, my buddy. You want to... You know how rich Dana White's become yeah. through all this. Yeah. So all I can say about meeting this guy and, these, and all these guys around there in the black SUVs, it was just like out of a movie. Mm-hmm. But talking to this... Uh, Former, I guess he was a Navy SEAL because he just looks like mm-hmm. the quintessential movie head of security guy, Dan. And uh, you could just imagine, like, I asked him about his job and he said, yeah, I work basically every day of the week. He said, sometimes I get Sundays off. And I said, are you on call all the time? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, I've, you, know, you know, mostly on my days off, I still have to be ready, you know, should something, you know, need this guy's attention anyway. So that's what this said. So there's a whole life out here being lived by somebody who has a yacht, a helicopter, and four SUVs waiting for him wherever he goes. Look at all the layers that are there for a person who's really, really rich. 
So like, that's mm-hmm. a lot of work. You gotta, you've, you've gotta, you know, make sure that there's a helicopter team ready to go. There's mm-hmm. your security team or people to handle those teams. And you got to trust that. It's like, man, there's a lot of work to being rich. Apparently <laughs> there is. I can just imagine the three of us. Where's the jet fuel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> jet. No one brought the jet fuel. This is bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, just when you're in that situation, when you get up in the morning, what your world is like, right? It's just, it just involves more, like accumulating more, because you're set for life. Like, you know, like it's just, it's, it's a game to these guys at that point. Like this guy's worth billions of dollars, mm-hmm. and he's only fifty-four. Uh, no, I know, I know. And his family are all rich, and he's rich, yeah. and. I often thought if I had that kind of money, I'd buy the, I'd try to buy the Toronto Maple Leafs and run them myself. And then mm. people go, well, Fred, what, uh, what credentials do you have to run the Toronto Maple Leafs? And then I respond with, well, as much as the last, uh, 50 years. You know, you what have they say, accomplished? What, what have they accomplished? I, I, I would be part of your campaign. Why not, Fred? Yeah. Why not, Fred? Why not, Fred? It can't get any worse. Exactly. Why not? I'll tell you one thing. Nobody's pulling this guy out of an SUV. No. (laughs) Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a big wand. The quintessential Dan Duran, his voice is Dan Dan Duran, the anchorman comes. As for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang So he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low Goddamn yeah it is And now live from uh, the studios On the Queensway in Toronto Drizzling and freezing rain Be damned With news and views Here's former weatherman Former newsman Former anchorman Movie star Dan Duran. Okay, we talked earlier about talking about Donald Trump, and so let's talk about it now. I had to laugh because this was the headline in Vanity Fair. Donald Trump, whose brain is held together by thumbtacks and silly putty, <laughs> demands a mental competency test for presidential candidates. So on True Social uh, Tuesday, I think, uh, he, uh, he truthed this out. Anybody running for the office of president of the United States should agree to take a full and complete medical competency test simultaneously or before with the announcement that he or she is running. Likewise, but to a somewhat lesser extent, agree to a test which would prove that you you are physically capable of doing the job. Being an outstanding president requires great mental acuity and physical stamina. If you don't have these qualities or traits, it's likely you won't succeed. Mega! Yeah. You know, he does have a point. There's some video I saw of President Joe Biden taking a walk. Have you seen this? He's walking down a military, whatever that's called, when you inspect the troops. I guess with uh, it might have been in in Ukraine. I'm not sure. But he's kind of so you or see Poland, that? I think. Yeah. Okay. So he's walking mm-hmm. along the troops line, and then goes to turn and walk back, and then he just kind of wanders. Just kind of fucking wanders off, like you know, like a grandpa, a guy 78 would. Uh, see the way he walks. He almost looks like a marionette. Yeah. Like he just. It's just yeah. It's weird. And, it is uh, weird. And listen, there's no getting around it. You can't help but wonder, you know, is he up to it? 
I mean, I, but he has accomplished a lot of shit since absolutely. he came in power. It's a you know a counter to what you guys are kind of implying that he's not all there. Oh no, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, you can't you can't argue with what the presidency has accomplished. But I said this before he became president. Mm-hmm. Is there no one under seventy seven that mm-hmm. they could maybe figure out a way? Because you know he would not be. Here is the funny thing about Joe Biden. That's same with Trump. He's a fucking lunatic. Those guys wouldn't be hired by a big company as CEO at 78. No. And, and you know, t- you're, you're right, Dan. There's have been accomplishments, but it, it is a team. But it would be, honestly, to look at that man and not question whether, you know, he's up to it physically and mentally is just silly because you can't help the way he talks, the way he walks. You can't help but think, boy, I hope it's all there. And, you know, you wonder if he's going to run for re-election. Boy, what's it going to be like, you know, six years from now when he's still president or five yeah. years, whatever it would be. Although funny. You can't help but have those thoughts. Meanwhile, with you know, that's got nothing, you know, and Trump's completely different. Like, he's a maniac. You know, he talks about stamina and, you know, mental acuity and all this stuff. He took a great economy from Barack Obama, a great situation, great timing, and fucking destroyed it. That's what you did, Orange Man. Yeah, you and, know? and to, to counter this point, though, I was really impressed. I'm not sure how much of it you guys saw, but I was impressed with Joe Biden's performance at the State of the Union. Sure. Like, that for that hour and a half, the clips that I saw from it, you know, it was pretty, he held it together. Mm-hmm. But my question would be to your point about he's got two more years in this presidency. And if he ran again, he'd be in his early 80s. That's not that's not the job for somebody that has, you know, has to be in bed by nine o'clock. And I, and I don't want to become one of those guys that supports him only because I hate the other side so much. Yeah. And I hate Trump and I hate the other side and they're evil people. But I'm not so into that that I'm going to look at biden and try and kid myself that he might not be up to it. yeah i totally agree uh dan duran you uh have the floor now for dan duran's second story from the dan duran newsroom on the queensway once again anchor dan duran so many stories how do you pick them but here we go a trailer in hamptons has been uh it sells for a record now yep this is a trailer park so oh, is it? You know, fantastic yeah, it's like a trailer. It's a uh, 800 square foot uh, oceanfront, mind you, in a very yes. expensive uh, area of the Hamptons. It sells for a record 3.75 million dollars. Come on, 3.75 million. That's like five thousand dollars a square foot. That's like Freddie P's trailer. <laughs> you, I get yeah. Dan. Would you own the land that, or would it be like a park? It looks like a park to me. I've seen a picture of it. So and, yeah, what would so that be you, in uh, Burley Falls money? Jeez, oh, holy cow! Um, so you own the land, you don't own the land. So then you would have to pay like a yearly fee and buy guest passes and stuff. No, like that's that. funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And the funny thing is, no matter how much money it's worth, once a week somebody comes along and sucks the shit out of it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, this still has to suck the shit out of it. No noise after eleven, and yeah. Right. But it is. It does sound like a luxury trailer. It's mm. custom built, two bed, two bedroom, two bath, uh, high end finishes. It's got that modern beach vibe, I guess. I sure. Know. Well, mine's eight hundred square feet, twenty by forty. Yeah, it's right? exactly that. Yeah, that's it. 
It does it have a Florida room, like an Adam room, like I do? That's another no, ten by twenty. <laughs> right there, I don't know. It has a deck. You know, you know, know there's a, there's a lot of jokes that start with you know you have too much money when you know you've got a helicopter on a yacht, but you know you have too much money when your trailer costs three point something million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care how much money you have. Our, our trailer's in the wrong spot there, friend. Shit, yeah. Oh, no, no. Although I, I disagree. I say, you know, <laughs> I, and not to be cruel, Dan, but your trailer, even in the Hamptons, I don't think it's worth that much. <laughs> yeah. Even, even in an upgrade. It needs Hampton. to be custom rebuilt. Exactly. Um, yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, rebuild, uh, please welcome back to our program the uh, producer of this show. He's uh, carved out a niche in Toronto media. He's the go-to guy, Toronto Mike. And uh, we're happy to have him back for his uh, last Thursday. We missed his appearance. He was off doing something, probably taking care of one of his uh, many children. He's a family man. Here he is. Hello, gentlemen. Howard, you have that glow. I can see the glow that you get the morning after a great first date. Yes, it was. It was fantastic, Michael. I don't know if you heard the description, but it was very innocent, very lovely. Well, I've noticed you've matured a lot because a few years ago there would have been more uh, descriptions. Well, you know, that's a, that's a good point. I just felt that the situation didn't warrant, you know, all that much. First of all, there wasn't all that much more detail, but it didn't warrant any more than, uh, than I shared. Yes, 10, 11 years ago, it would have been different. But I'm a new, more mature Howie G. How's it going, my friend? You all right? It's going great. I was just shoveling. There's a lot of snow to shovel out there, so... Well, that's well, a young man's Dan game. Dan and Fred are shoveling. Well, Dan, you don't have to shovel. Do you have to shovel at that place? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, apparently, but somebody just came along and shoveled. Beautiful. I don't know who it was, but somebody just shoveled. I remember as a kid, we'd get a snowfall like this. You'd have to shovel your own driveway because your dad told you you had to. Then you'd walk around the street knocking on doors to see if you could shovel people's driveways for money. You don't see that now. I've never had a kid knock on my door and say, hey, sir, can I shovel your driveway? I'd pay a kid easily 20 bucks to do that. Well, I just I don't know if you heard me say like Mike's a, still a younger man. I mean, I don't, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm being half uh-huh. serious when I say this, like, you know, you're in decent shape, but you got to be careful. You've got a big driveway. I mean, a little bit in front of my house there that Dan's at is a it's a couple shovels fulls. But, you know, you got to pace yourself out there, especially if it's heavy, wet snow and. You know, I know. You go out and do a bit, maybe come back in. You know, you know, maybe, maybe you do this, do some shoveling, then come back in mm-hmm. and maybe pickle a little bit. <laughs> well, speaking of which, you know, my dad taught me that in his later years. Because, you know, when you're younger, you look at a project and you got to do it beginning to end now, get on it, get it finished. And he used to say, yeah, I've learned to pace myself a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow. Next thing you know, at the end of the week, it's all done. Well, this is my new approach to dating. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I do it now. Uh, boon, boon. Uh, we had some reference today from, I think it was Chris K to the um, Hundy P interviews that you've been doing. Uh, so, maybe you may, is, is it too early to, just, there's some other stuff you wanted to get to first? Or? No, I was, I was going to ask you guys a kind of a fun question. So uh, Bingo Bob Willette was hanging with me Tuesday night and Bingo's, career in radio starts with you guys like it all starts with you and now he's a program director for these chorus kingston stations like the guy's doing really well and then i started thinking 
Who would you say is the most successful person that was like nurtured in the beginning? I have an answer, but I want to hear what you guys think. But who's the most successful person that you guys nurtured early in their radio careers? I, I have an answer. Um, I, do you want to go first, Fred? Because I know what my answer will be. Yeah, I know what mine is, too. If you can go first. I well, think why don't we say this? Let's, let's do it. We'll say it together, hey, right? Wait, wait, wait boom, boom. So we'll All say right. it together on the mm-hmm. count of three, but after three, not at three, okay? Okay. okay. One, not you, Boone. One, two, three, Jeff Merrick. Jason Barr. I said Jeff I'm Merrick. Howard. You said who? Jeff Merrick. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Merrick. <sighs> yeah, okay. Oh, okay. See, I wouldn't have put him in that category. Would Personally. you, Booner? Would you have yeah. put Merrick in there? Yeah, I was thinking Jeff Merrick. But okay, but I okay, but in the category of strictly a radio guy, for sure, Jason Barr. Yeah, like Jeff worked with us. We was he really nurturing? Not he, the same. Way. He would. You think okay. he would tell you he was because we, right. we basically remember Merrick was the weekend wrestling talk show host guy who we turned into our news guy. So because we knew he could roll with us. As far as I mean, as far as a radio guy that was nurtured on the show, yeah, Jason would have been easily the longest running sort of guy that went on to become a pretty, pretty high level morning host. Well, exactly. I mean, with that show at the edge and then now in Ottawa, apparently the number one morning show in Ottawa some 25 years later. So he's really put together a nice career. But I think Boone and I are thinking on the same wavelength in okay. terms of just overall success. Who's the most successful person in terms of profile and probably whatever. But uh, yeah, Jason and Jeff would be up there. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, hey, guys, I, I agree. Like, I just never looked at him and I, I was thinking our producers and stuff like that. Um yeah, if he's in that category, I, I, I don't argue with that at all. Mm-hmm. But we had a pretty good track record. If you, if you could list and mm-hmm. think about it, uh, Mike, the people that have produced the show, including Don DeRue here, who is a movie star, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jeff Domet's at The Athletic now. Producing yeah, I mean, podcasts. but think about yeah. Jason, Sandra Plagakis, Jeff Domet, uh, you know, um, Jason, did I mean, I mean uh, Bob. Mm-hmm. Todd Shapiro. Todd Shapiro, that was part of our show, that was like an intern with us. Yeah, see, I don't really put, again, I, you know, it's how these categories work. I don't really put Sandra Plagakis in that category either. You know what I mean? Because she was a newscaster on the show. So I know what you're saying. It's just like she's sort of one step rem- step removed. And she, what a career she's put together still yeah. in Ottawa. Kicking oh, fantastic. Ass. But I mean, yeah. as far yeah. as people that were on the show with us that were sort of yeah. part of the Humble and Fred camp, you know, you got to put those people in that category. I don't know what, right. uh, what your criteria is. Jesus. No, I was thinking like our producers actually work directly on the Humble and Fred show. That's all. Okay, but well, I would argue that Sandra was uh, is highly mm-hmm. influenced, uh, like a lot of people in her, you know, in her career uh, by yeah. the vibe on our show. Yeah, uh, and I, yeah, I'm not. A, yeah, I, I agree. It's okay. a different category. There's the, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot there's of categories. Category. There's yeah. the uh, influenced by category. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Different categories. Yes. Irritated <laughs> by. That's why same reasons transgenders should have their own category in sports. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really we should have had more transgenders on the program than we could have benefited. <laughs> we may have and didn't, oh. just didn't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what else do you got for us? Boom, well, boom. Chris K. So. I'm glad that email came from Chris K because I do want to address the OG Hundy P's. Again, these are people who have been listening since the very beginning in 2011. 
I have a list of 20 people I'm still going to interview for this series. Wow. So you can still get on the list. I know, it's been wild. So I have four ready to go next week. But of course, they only drop when you guys don't work. So you need to take more time off, Howard. Oh, we are. We're taking as much time as we can, my friend. But if you want on this list, if you're an OG Hundy P and you missed the first announcement in the Facebook post, Mike at TorontoMike.com. Just send an email with OG Hundy P in the subject line, and I'll put you on the list. And for the 20 people, I know I said a few weeks ago, like we'll probably do it next week. I got really busy, but this is happening. I'm committed to the project, so you will be. we will be scheduling our Zoom. But I'd like to shout out the uh, four OG Hundy P's that will get spotlighted next week, if that's cool. Yeah, please do. Because... Chris K, he wrote in, Chris K, you're getting your uh, your big episode next week. So he's one. Rudra. Can't wait. Mm. That's a big one right there, Rudra. We're going to probably start with that one on Monday. Daryl, OG Hundy P. Daryl, and uh, OG Hundy P. Mark Massacott. So those are the four for next week, but there's a, a bunch more in the can. And again, 20 plus still to come so we can basically every day you guys take off for the rest of 2023 we should have a OG Hundy P spotlight Does um is is Fred Ball on that list? No well, so he Fred, should be, yeah. You tell Fred to email Mike at TorontoMike.com and we'll book it Yeah, everyone, mm-hmm. uh, we did Ian's service last week uh, no sorry, last time you were off oh. yeah, we have, So uh, they have to reach in you don't reach out, I guess oh, no. Oh. no, he they reach in and Mike reaches around and the whole thing is Balsack Balsack Yeah, I hope the uh, senior reader doesn't listen to this part of the show or senior. No, as producer Howard, you can't have that in your mind. It changes your persona. You need to be Howard. You need to be yourself. That's okay. the great thing about great. humble and friend. So I'll just go on a ball sack rampage along with Mr. Grandpa here. Then <laughs> that's Van Balzac. And I'm great. The next time I see you, just sitting there and say, "How come you and that man were saying ball sack so much?" Oh, great. I have to tell Better that to let her know early who you are, right? Like, just show your true self. And if she loves that, then you know this is a this is a good to go keeper. Okay, well, thank you for that advice. I appreciate it. Listen, thanks to everyone who uh, emailed us today. Lots of great discussion. Uh, I don't know, Dan. The uh, seven days of dog Shiva, I think, is uh, is come to it's an up. end. Yeah. But uh, you, you probably, I don't know if you heard any of the emails, but still lots of people, no matter what they were sending us uh, message-wise, all included you in their thoughts. And, uh, yes, I, I was listening, and I did hear all those uh, very, okay. very nice comments, and uh, and and appreciated. Uh, let's just talk about your schedule because uh, you're going to take a little time. When, so, Freddie and I are traveling. Uh, Fred, when do you uh, travel next? Next week, you're going to be going when? Tuesday morning. Okay, you here. Yeah. So you're going to do Tuesday to Mexico City. Stay Wednesday in Mexico City. Thursday to uh, join me in San Miguel. Mm-hmm. Yes. I leave here uh, Wednesday midday. I leave Cancun. I fly to a place called Carretero, which is where I went to the hospital. And it's about a hour drive to San Miguel. I'll be there Wednesday. I'll see you Thursday. Dan, you're going to cartel country. Yeah. I'm uh, going to go be in Toronto on the third, I think, for the... Uh, no, the second. The second in Toronto, uh, seeing uh, Lisa's uh, son in uh, Rock of Ages. Nice. And, uh, oh, re- yeah. That's, that's very a cool. great show. Yeah, we've been yeah. to that. We like... Mm-hmm. We did. Actually, that was one of the few shows Fred and I went to. We didn't fall asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was our. That was when they. I, I love when Murphy's people. Hey, can you guys do a review? And we're like, yeah, we loved it. We didn't fall asleep. 
Great. So anyway, Lisa's son is playing the bad guy in that. So oh, nice. Yeah. What are we, we going to say, Freddie? I got a great, it's Peterborough slash Wolf Rock of Ages story. So there was an office manager up there. I think her name was Dolores. And she, she had a big mouth, you know, stuck her nose in everybody's business. I'm just being honest. It was amazing. So all of a sudden, uh, one day there was all these tickets flying around for Rock of Ages. And as program director, I made sure that everybody that on staff that wanted to go could go. But again, a lot of the staff at the time was afraid to go to Toronto. I mean, literally frightened to go to Toronto. It was, it was interesting. Um, so there were several tickets left over. Um, so there was enough for me and, uh, Delise to go and Danny and his girlfriend to go. And we went. So I walk in the, and again, this is the office manager and I'm the program director. So I walk in the theater and of course this block of tickets we got were together. So as I walk in, I see Dolores and I think, Oh, there's Dolores. I'm going to introduce her to my family. So as I walk up, she turns around and looks at me and goes, how do you get tickets? <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. I said, hi, Dolores, and just hi, sat Dolores. down. That was it. But I, I was anticipating, hey, Dolores, this is my wife, Delise, because she yeah, hadn't yeah, met yeah, them. Yeah. My son, Danny. How did you get tickets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, you know. Maybe she was being funny. Yeah, like, you know, maybe it's, it, like, it is uh, interesting, though. Like, her, no. na- her name couldn't be anything but Dolores. <laughs> Dolores. No, Dan met her. She wasn't kidding. She didn't have the kidding thing in her. She didn't have the kidding gene. <laughs> now, here's the question. Why couldn't Dolores be taken? Divorced why couldn't humor. Dolores be taken from her SUV and thrown away? <laughs> now, now. In Milton. <laughs> um, and, Dan, you were saying you're coming to Toronto to see the show, and then when are you traveling to uh, wherever you're going? The next day uh, to uh, Mazatlan. So on the, country, like you, the 4th. On the 3rd. On the third. Yeah. Okay, because we resume. Uh, I'm just trying to see here, Boone. We are going to start broadcasting from our next location. Seventh. The seventh of March. March. <laughs> so, Dan. Yeah, Tuesday, the by the way. It's Tuesday. Uh, because in, uh, in March, we will only be doing uh, limited shows to make it even more special. Um, Dan, will you be able to join us the seventh, eighth, and ninth? You don't have to, by the way. Well, I, I, uh, it depends on the internet connection. My brother just got there. He, he texted a video, so I'm assuming the uh, internet is good there. Okay. Yeah, well, but uh, do you want to bother, Dan? Because you haven't had a lot of holiday time. Well, we'll see. And, yeah, I'm, I'm again, it's totally up to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not 100% sure because our time, Fred and I are about to go from Eastern time, which is where I'm at, to Central time. So we'll be starting the show on the 7th. It won't be at 7.30 Toronto time. It will be at 8.30 Toronto time. Right. What are you making that? One one day a week, it'll be at 8, right? Not One day, yeah. On Wednesdays, it will be at, uh, we'll start at 7 a.m. Right. And we'll be on, that show will only be an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) uh, Because I have to go golfing on Wednesdays. Just let me know if these 8.15s are going to be moved, because right now I just book them for 8.15. Well, oh. all, yeah, we should talk. Well, we'll talk after the show, because all those, all those uh, guests in March are going to have to be at a different time, because we're going to be at a different time. Yeah. Well, I'm learning this. Thankfully, you're mentioning it, so we can, well, uh, yeah, we'll get our ducks lined So up. when people ask, what do you guys talk about after the show? This is what we talk about. Um, okay. Uh, thanks again to uh, everyone today. Appreciate your uh, your emails. What? What? I will just say, my condolences to Dan on the passing of Clifford. 
but the passing to Clifford was great for the program. Ratings are spiky. So all I ask, I'm not, look, I don't want you to kill your dog, Howard, okay? Hey. If there's any, like, maybe your friend's dog passes away or your your nephew's dog passes away, just please bring it up on the show because it's awesome for content. It's it's funny you say that because I said said, that dead dog stuff is killing. There's only so much dead dog people can take, though. So I love it. You know. Well, people care more about dead dogs than, like, dead people. Oh, wait You know know what, Mike? A few times during the show, I was going to say, do you think if one of us died, the reaction would be this this big? No. No. I don't. No. Well, you know what? The funny thing is only one of us will find out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right And that'll be the most downloaded episode in Humble and Fred history Alright, everyone, travel safely uh, Looking forward to see you in person uh, in a week or so Freddie and Dan, uh, all the best to you, my friend We'll see you soon This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa The Chambers Plan, Air Adventures, EVNet.ca, and GoDaddy We read all those emails. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Liking and subscribing really helps us out. So does giving us all the hearts and stars. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, freezing drizzle is liquid precipitation that reaches the surface in the form of drops that are less than 0.5 millimeters in diameter. The drops then freeze on the Earth's surface. Enjoy every goddamn day. saw the lights total low. The jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables. And a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands.